Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today, we are talking about the flood, and the flood is coming. So what we're going to be exploring is this idea that the storm slash flood is inevitable. It's always at hand what this means for us in our lives, and how we can best stay prepared for this inevitable storm. I just want to start by saying life is death. It's a paradox, but life and death go hand in hand. They dance long into the night, right? Death is inevitable. So is pain, hardship, confusion, losing loved ones, the end of relationships, crisis in our careers, right? Essentially, the flood is inevitable. It's coming in due time. This is not a bug of life, but a built-in feature of reality. It's how things work. And this verse was brought to me by my 82-year-old friend, Marianne Rasmussen. In 1 Peter 4.12, Peter reminds us, Dear friends, why are you surprised by the fiery trials you are going through? as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, because these trials will make you partners with Christ in his suffering. And so Marianne, uh, we meet on Monday nights and have a little Bible study. She literally took out a piece of tape and had us write on the tape, you will have trials. She put it on her forehead and was wearing it on her forehead. You will have trials. So why are you surprised? Why are you taken aback when life gets hard? and things don't go your way. You know, and I'm literally speaking to myself right now. (laughs) It's funny because the barrel of the gun looks us all in the face, right? But so often we refuse to look at it. We refuse to open our awareness up to the fact that the flood is coming. We know it's there. And then when we do have to face it, we're shocked by it. But death is our destiny. It plagues us all or it frees us all, however you want to look at it. So we must first work daily to accept that the flood's coming, to walk in this awareness that death is always knocking at our door, right? The end of the world is always at hand in a sense. Through this awareness, though, we can begin to change how we act in the world. If you know a flood's coming, you're going to start to prepare yourself, right? You think back 100, 200 years ago, however long you want to think back, people knew winter was coming. And they'd be foolish not to start getting warm clothes ready, storing up extra seed and grain for the following uh, spring to plant again, to have provisions over the winter time. You know, it'd be, it'd be so foolish not to do that. The seasons forced them to have to prepare. But what does preparation look like for us now in this age, right? We don't, have to pre- we don't have to necessarily prepare in the material sense. It's more in the spiritual, psychological sense that we need to prepare ourselves for the inevitable flood of life. And I think it's obviously going to be different for every individual. There's no one thing that you could say, oh, this is absolute for everybody. That doesn't really apply to anything. But you could argue that there is no limit to how prepared you could be. And Jesus tells us, if anyone hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, he is like a wise man who has built his house upon the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose up, the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall 
because its foundation had been set upon a rock. Jordan Peterson said something that has always stuck with me, that the most real thing, and not even real in like the material sense, it's weird because I don't even know how to explain this real. It's almost a spiritual sense. He said the most real thing is that which orients you through the darkness. That's the most real thing to you as an individual. And this goes right in with the flood, right? You need something that is going to orient you to sustain you through the flood to help keep you afloat or your house up. It's, it, you need a rock. You need a rock. You need something to cling to. Because if you haven't figured it out yet, everything on this earth will come short of that. It will fail you. Like we said earlier, your career can go up in flames. Your family and loved ones will all die. Relationships will end. The high always has a come down. Your body deteriorates. The material world is quickly fading away. Pleasure leaves you empty. Right? All these things fall short again and again and again. Yet we continue to look for these things in the world to sustain us and be our bread of life. However, like we said, the most real thing is that which orients you through the darkness. It's the word of God. It is Jesus. It is the spiritual life because it can never be taken from you. God is unchanging. He's the same today as he will be tomorrow and was yesterday. It is the only rock that we can build our foundation on because it's the only thing that's not going to let us down. The flood's coming, so will you be prepared? Surely, even if you are prepared, we must remember that your foundation may still reveal plenty of cracks and leaks, but that's a hell of a lot better than having your whole house unearthed. And from there, you know, when the flood comes and it reveals some of those cracks and leaks, reveals some of those insufficiencies, those places within yourself where you still need work then it's like it's like something to rejoice in because you're able to learn from the flood you're able to attack those weaknesses and work to strengthen them and it's a lot better again than totally being wiped out by the inevitable storm and part of uh preparing ourselves is just continually walking in this, this awareness that that flood's coming. Life's going to punch you in the face. You will have these trials. So why be surprised by them? And walking in this awareness and walking with the awareness of death, today could be my last day, it evokes within this sense of urgency, right? So often I've, I've fallen into this boat like when I was in high school, I always thought, you know, I was going to go to college and have my fun. I was going to have my fair share of fun. And, you know, when I was out of college, that's when I'd start working towards God. I'd put God off till then. I'd put other things off because we always think we have time. But that's the thing. We're trying to avoid this fact that you're going to die. But walking with this daily awareness of our death, it evokes within the sense of urgency, right? I have to get myself in order. I have to get my house straightened out because time is ticking. It's like weird because it gives you this feeling or sense of anxiety, but it doesn't really necessarily cripple you. It actually is a catalyst that helps you move forward. It makes you look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I can do better. And from there, you begin to set your house in order. You set yourself in order, cleaning one corner at a time, one room at a time. For me, what's been huge 
because we all do go through these trials, is having habits in my life that help me, that help sustain me through this. Having habits that I can continue to dedicate my time and energy to, which help me stay focused and diligent mentally. But most importantly, again, it's having belief and having God in my life, having faith that, because trials can almost seem arbitrary, right? You go through something hard, and if you don't have God in your life, it's so easy to be cynical. Even when you do have God in your life, it's easy to be cynical. I guess it's even easier to be cynical and be like, what is this all for anyways? Why is this happening to me? You feel like the victim. And that just, that's a nonstop perpetual negative cycle that can destroy you. And so if you have God in your life, then you can find meaning and purpose within these trials. But for me, I'm a conscientious person. I need to have a plan I need to have these habits, otherwise I go off and do stupid things. If I don't have something to give my time and energy to that's healthy, it's good for me, then I end up, I just become stupid. And so having these habits, when life doesn't make too much sense, when I am going through a trial or a storm, it's like, okay, I still have this I can give myself to daily that's going to help keep me moving forward, that's going to help keep me focused. It just, it gives me... It's part of that rock that I can build my house upon. It's weird, though, because, again, I was saying it's that faith and belief in God because it's his word that I grasp onto, I cling to. It is that light that orients me through the darkness. It's believing his word and then acting as if you believe. And, again, like I was saying, it's not like living a spiritual life or being religious necessarily makes life easier but again you realize that okay god and he tells us i have a plan for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope so there's meaning behind these hard times within these hard things within these trials within the suffering of life they have this potential to bring you closer to god to open our hearts to teach us a hell of a lot more than good times teach us, and that winning will. And death at the end of the day is not something to be feared if you have God, because if you have God, you have heaven. And if you have heaven, there's hope. But if there's no hope, you don't have heaven. If you don't have heaven, there's no hope. And if you don't have hope, that's hell. So of course, dying is the most terrifying thing ever, because if you have nothing to follow this life, you have, it's all unknown, and the unknown is always terrifying. So working daily to acknowledge, man, this could be my last day, it gives us as well this broader perspective on your life. You're able to put the petty little issues to the side, right? You're able to put things into perspective, put things in their place, and see life more clearly. It gives us an eternal perspective. It's like viewing the world from the mountaintop. You're able to put things in their place again. And there is something I heard that who will you be at your father's funeral? You know, like it's coming for all of us, no matter anyone's funeral. Who will you be at that funeral? Will you be the one, the shoulder to lean on, to cry on because you've prepared yourself for the inevitable storms? You know that they're coming or will you, will it crush you and destroy you? And sure, you can always, you know, a hurricane comes and wipes the city out. You can always clean up after that mess, but if you are prepared as possible for that storm, it might not destroy you fully. 
And from there, it's much easier to be rebuilt than if you were totally wiped out. And so it's just, for me too as well, it's like doing hard things daily, physically pushing myself, which also pushes me physically, pushes me mentally, right? Kicking my own butt before the world can do it. It helps me stay prepared. Like doing hard things helps me stay, doing hard things physically, whether it be running or lifting, helps prepare me for life. It's training for life. And that's a huge proponent in it for me, I suppose. Having discipline, delaying gratification, things like that. But at the end of the day, all that stuff can be taken from me. The only thing that I truly can cling to is God in my life. So having a solid foundation, building my house upon a rock, because the flood's coming. And continue to walk in awareness of your death daily. It helps you put things into perspective, gives you that sense of urgency, just help so you recognize as well the gift of life because we do not understand and realize how precious life is without death. But it usually takes life punching us in the face to wake the hell up. But we must work to wake up before that happens. So it doesn't, it do, we're not so caught by surprise. Like Peter told us, like Marianne reminds us, why are you surprised by the fiery trials you're going through? Why are you surprised? They're coming. It's inevitable. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you, uh, are ready for the storm. It's coming, and instead of running from it, you can just face it head on. We'll see you next time.